This podcast is powered by Let's Eat Grandma Resume Services, where I'm an owner slash investor. So there's an old joke behind the name Let's Eat Grandma saying that if you take the comma out of Let's Eat Grandma, you would like to eat your grandmother versus including the comma. It means a completely different thing. It's that you would like to eat with your grandmother. So do not forget those commas. They can save lives. And we are firm believers in the power of punctuation. Let's Eat Grandma's helped in the past three years, hundreds and hundreds of clients in all different industries land better positions. The company actually rewrites your resume, LinkedIn profile, cover letter, you name it, to increase your chances of landing that coveted position. Let's Eat Grandma has existed for about three years and they have a handful of reviews that really have impressed me over the time. Uh, the first one being, I don't know if you remember me, but I am the little old lady that needed help with the resume when Phoenix Beverage was bought out and I needed to hit the unemployment line. Success has been achieved. I start on the 26th of this month with TriTech Communications. They have three offices in Maryland, Boston, and New York. I got my foot in the door, now watch me go. Jonathan from New York says, if you're looking for an honest company that truly does what they say, this is the company you wanna work with. I went from getting no calls at all to landing my dream job. Within the first few days, I heard back from a company I have been trying to get in touch with for almost two years. Thank you so much for all your help. So check out Let's Eat Grandma if you are looking to get your resume revamped. For listening to this podcast, you can get 10% off your first order. Just go to letseatgrandma.com, order any one of the main three packages. So that's the starter package, accelerated package, and premium package, and enter the code podcast when checking out. Welcome to our third podcast, Understanding the Value of a Professional LinkedIn Headshot. Listen to this podcast and we will touch upon the importance of having a professional LinkedIn headshot that will help you stand out to recruiters and hiring decision makers. We will also touch upon the specific characteristics of a professional LinkedIn headshot photo that meets the gold standard. So for this podcast, we have who I would consider to be one of the true leaders within the realm of photography. His name is Nathaniel Welch and he goes by Nat. Our guest is a commercial and editorial photographer who has worked in the greater New York City area for the past 15 years. Specifically, Nat specializes in magazine shoots, e-commerce photography, corporate portrait photography, and assists both small and international brands with advertising campaigns. On the job, Nat has traveled to all 50 US states and has worked with a plethora of select clients. Select clients include Rolling Stone, GQ, Esquire, Men's Health, People, Time, Glamour, and many others. In the advertising realm, Nat has done advertising shoots for the U.S. Army, Ford, Procter & Gamble, and plenty more. Much more than a professional photographer, Nat is somebody who has a unique story to tell, a story that he says everyone in the room can learn from. One of the main reasons we are excited to have Nat speak is that he founded his own business called NYC Headshot Spot to help job seekers improve the professional value through his talents. Now, I'd like to bring on Nat Welch, an amazing photographer and good friend. Hello, everyone. My name is Chris Villanueva, and I'm here with my colleague and good friend, Nat Welch, who works in the professional photography industry. Nat, I'm so glad and appreciative that you accepted our offer to join us at Let's Eat Grandma Career Development Podcast Series. Glad to be here. I love talking about photography. Awesome. Yeah, we have a lot of really great content to provide our listeners with today regarding the benefits of having a professional LinkedIn headshot. But I want our listeners to know a little bit more about your background and why you decided to pursue a career in the photography industry. So Nat, why don't you go right ahead? 
Well, I've been a photographer in New York City uh, for about 20 years, doing lots of magazine work, lots of advertising work, uh, lots of portrait work. And uh, since the kind of genesis of LinkedIn, um, a lot of my friends have actually been coming to me saying, hey, you know, I really want a nice headshot for my LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I work at a small company and they don't provide it. And I'd like to have a better, you know, I don't want just a selfie on LinkedIn like I might have on Facebook or other social media platforms. So anyway, I ended up shooting a few of my friends um, just as a favor. And then the light bulb went on over my head that, you know what, there's a lot of people that need this. And I'm really good at it. And frankly, I really like doing it. So I started NYC Headshot Spot uh, a couple of years ago to kind of uh, fill that part of what people need for their professional profiles. That's awesome. And so before you were doing NYC Headshot Spot, were you involved in photography in other ways? Well, I've always done portraits of people, but yeah, I, I shot virtually for every magazine from GQ, Rolling Stone, uh, The New Yorker, um, Esquire, Men's Health, People, a lot of celebrity portraiture, uh, which has been good training for getting a great portrait of somebody that might necessarily not want their picture taken. Um, and uh, a lot of advertising too for clients like the US Army, uh, Sprint, um, Budweiser. So I've been doing it for a long time and um, uh, it's been a really great ride. That's amazing. And so I want to ask you, have you, you know, why did you end up choosing photography over other industries? I'm sure there were other options early in your career. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I took, I took photography in high school uh, my senior year. I could have graduated early, um, but instead of graduating, I wanted to experience my senior year. So I took all the electives. I took art, shop and photography was one that I took just on a lark and I just really 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 fell in love with it and did really well at it and thought this would be an awesome way to make a living if I can figure it out um, and then I went to college for it and then you know kind of just put one foot in front of the other and here I am today. That's amazing it's it's truly incredible when I hear people at a very young age they kind of end up deciding their career because in high school I honestly had no idea what I was doing I was taking theater classes, you know, I'm in some ways still involved with acting because, you know, public speaking is incredibly important to what I do, but um, it definitely took me a while to make that sort of transition. But you know, Matt, I'm really glad to, to hear this. I'm excited to work with a like-minded individual like yourself. And one of the reasons why I admire Nat is because of his unwavering passion to use his artistic ability through photography to empower job seekers in New York. Here at Let's See Grandma, we share a vision with Nat to help empower job seekers through a professional resume writing service. So Nat, just from you, I want to hear um, about how you've helped individuals in the community showcase their best selves through your work. You know, whether that's through the actual uh, meeting of people in your studio, um, how do you connect with these individuals and how do you empower them? Well, yeah, like I said, I think it's super important to have a complete profile on LinkedIn and it just tears me up when I see a great written profile um, right. but there's no picture and you know I've said this for a long time with magazines as well I mean I look at my job as I want to stop the viewer on that page whether it's a magazine story or a LinkedIn profile you know the first thing that people see of a LinkedIn profile is that picture because 
we're all innately visual people and that's the first thing that your eye is going to go to and when i see a bad selfie on a linkedin profile or or even worse no picture you right. know i feel like people just aren't going to stop and spend the time to actually read through it and you really need an engaging picture you know you have to have something that's going to stop the person uh and kind of coax them to read and i'm as guilty as anybody like i use myself as like a barometer you know, I, you know, my attention span, like everybody's these days, is about two nanoseconds because there's so much going on in our lives. And what is that one thing that's going to stop you and make you um, explore or interact with anything on the web at this point? Right. That's absolutely correct. And it's amazing because we've written a lot of LinkedIn profiles, but the one thing, the one thing we cannot help people with is their photo. And that makes up half, if not even more, of that first impression when people are looking into people's LinkedIn profiles. And so for us, I mean, it's exactly like you said, we could, you could have all the best texts in the world, all of the amazing experiences, but the one thing that's gonna pop out first to recruiters and to hiring decision makers is that LinkedIn profile. So, you know, it seems to me that having somebody take a picture of you with their smartphone with a generic background and posting to their account should be sufficient. I really don't think so. So. Yeah, I agree. It, it, like I said, my job really is to stop the person on that page to read it a little bit. And actually, when I'm shooting, you know, as I'm shooting every headshot I do, we're looking at the pictures on screen. And, you know, I always talk kind of, you know, in the third person when we're looking through them. I'll say, like, that's a person that I want to meet. You know, when I'm, when I'm helping the people pick the ones that are the best ones that they should use. Because, um, you know, not knowing the person, I have a you know, a very objective view of what is going to draw me in to want to talk to that person. So when I'm actually editing with the people, I even do that. I say, that's the person that I want to see, you know, when I go to your page. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a subtle process, but it's also very, um, I think it's very important to get not only a great picture, um, but the right kind of pose as well and the right uh, look in the picture. Can you talk to me about the top mistakes that you see uh, with novice photographers or even people who aren't photographers when they're taking their professional headshots? Um, just, that's a hard one, but um, I think the, the biggest mistake I see with people's headshots is bad light. Like that's, you know, being a photographer, I see light all the time. It drives my family crazy. Like I'll say, that's good light over there if we're out having dinner. You know, I, right. you know, I can't stand direct overhead light. It drives my wife crazy because I'm always, I like lamps, you know, floor lamps or table lamps. Um, I don't like overhead light. So yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing I see is even if your smile is great, if the lighting's too harsh or overhead, um, it, it kind of just throws it all off for me. I like to, I like an open picture where I see your face, I see your smile, I see your eyes and everything is done well as far as your hair and your clothes and everything else. But that would be the biggest mistake, that or a busy background behind you. Okay. You know, I, I apologize for, for this background back here. You know, it's, it's pretty plain, but at least it's not busy. And, it's uh, not busy. <laughs> we got like a lamp shining my face here, but I think this is uh, a little bit better than what we expect. So that's great. Um, I, you know, I think this is incredible. What attire do you think 
that one should wear to their headshots. You know, let's talk about male versus female, and then we'll get into some industry-specific questions. Yeah, that's a, I actually, that's a fact on my website. The clothes are super important. You know, the main thing is to not have any really busy prints, you know, like crazy plaids or um, stripes and stuff like that, and also darker tones. That's the other thing, because another thing, being a photographer, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but when you look at a photograph, um, they've actually done studies of this with tracking software on glasses. Your eye will continually go back to the brightest part of the picture, whether you want it to or not. And um, I like kind of darker clothes, so the brightest thing on the screen in that picture is your face and your teeth and your eyes twinkling, because that really keeps your, your eyes on the face. So yeah, clothes definitely darker tones, not prints. Um, for women, I absolutely love uh, like a business jacket because it gives shape to the shoulders. And it's, it's awesome. a night and day difference when you, when you give shape to shoulders. Most men wear a jacket just by default, you know, in business. But women don't wear it by default. They do wear jackets sometimes, but a lot of times they might wear a dress or just a blouse without a jacket. So I encourage women to bring a jacket for one option because it gives it that shape of the shoulder that really helps kind of give a little bit more, um, the word's not serious, uh, but a little more, just a little more um, design to the picture. Okay, and now just so our listeners and our viewers can see an example, would you mind pulling up uh, some examples? I think you have some great ones on your website right now. Yeah, let me um, share the screen. And for those of you who are not on YouTube right now, you can go ahead and check this out by going to nycheadshotspot.com and view some examples of Nat's work. Yeah, so you'll see, I'll just kind of scroll through and let you guys see. Um, you'll notice that the clothes are all usually pretty uh, either darker tones and also not a whole lot of prints. Um, and you know, like this girl, like her face really pops out. If she had a light blouse on, it, it wouldn't pop out. Right, she's um, wearing black too. She, she's that's, wearing that's black, amazing. yep, she had dark hair, but that really makes her pop out well. They're amazing photos, man. Thank you. Um, this guy wanted something with a little more, um, you know, personality because of the way, you know, he was like an entrepreneur and he, he wanted something a little less uh, rigid, I guess, or traditional, which I loved it. I, I love doing stuff like that too. And I'll usually do this with everybody just to see how it works. Um, but you know, I do everything from shooting Titans. She was an actress. I do shoot actors as well, but most of what I do are LinkedIn pictures for sure. Uh, he was great. This was his personal style. Again, like your personal style is important too. You know, I'm not going to tell you to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe for your for your shoot, but you know, pull stuff from your own wardrobe that you know kind of fits in the parameters of something that's not busy and will right. let, let your face really pop out more than the clothes. You know, you want people to remember your face, not your clothes. That's what I tell them. Like, your face is what, you know, you want people to remember. The clothes should Absolutely. be a secondary kind of thing. And you'll also see, I've got people smiling. Like, I just love a smile. And there has, you know, there ha has been studies about LinkedIn with what the perfect picture is, and it's always a smiling picture. You know, you want people to feel like, you know, they could go out and have a beer with you or somebody that is going to be pleasant, you know, to talk to in an interview. Okay. 
So what, what do you, um, how do you answer the, the question, like, or the um, absolute um, certainty that somebody just needs to have a serious face on, you know, maybe they want to be this, you know, CEO who's, you know, completely serious and, and you know, stern, but what, what, what kind of response would you give to that? Well, I, 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 I'll actually do it. I'll take those pictures and let them look at them. And they, you know, people tend to look more dour in a still photo than they do in person. So even though you don't, you're really not scowling, you know, for that picture, a lot of times it'll look like it in the still photograph. This guy didn't want to smile, but I got just a little bit of a smile. And that's all it takes. It doesn't take much. And, right. and when I say smile, like that's the other thing. It's the smiles easily as much in the eyes as the mouth. Like you have to understand like that these eyes are, you know, they've got that little bit of the smize. Um, even when people aren't smiling big, their eyes are still engaged with the camera in a super intimate way, you know? And you know, the hardest part of my job and um, you know, the hardest part of my job is it's really difficult to get your photograph taken. Like, I don't like it either. You know, it's kind of like going to the dentist. Nobody really wants to do it. Um, and a, a huge part of my job, and I do this with everybody, like we sit and we talk for 20 minutes before I pick up a camera, you know, because I want to hear about, you know, what their job is or what their life is like. And we just hang out and chat and, and kind of, you know, let them relax a little bit. And then we shoot and I shoot a lot. Like I'll shoot 200 pictures in a session. And a, a big part of the reason I do that is by the time you, you're working for 15 minutes or so and you've shot 100 pictures, people finally just kind of relax a little bit. And I find over and over that the best pictures and the most um, uh, real pictures or the most uh, genuine pictures are the ones near the end of the session. Absolutely. And you said something that I wasn't even on my mind, but you know, there is a level of comfort that you want when you're going into somebody's studio and you're trying to, to put your best foot forward and trying to, to go out and, and show, because in, in some sense you are vulnerable uh, when you totally, you are. it's a completely vulnerable kind of thing. And, and I've had good training, like I said, shooting for all the magazines when, you know, I've shot a lot of athletes for ESPN magazine and celebrities for people. The celebrities are usually, the actors are usually fine because they love to do this. But athletes and real people, like when I shoot for Fortune magazine, they don't really want to get their picture taken. So and you just have to find that commonality with that person and talk a little bit with them before you actually get down to taking pictures. Based on somebody's different industry, how would you recommend that they show up to the um, the actual photo shoot you know is it a consideration definitely a consideration um you know i i tell people basically your linkedin profile is your business website you know and if you go to any of these big companies ibm mid, you know any company not just big ones but most companies they will have if you'll if you'll you click on the about us tab and it'll bring up pictures of the management and the employees and they're always professional headshots and your linkedin you should treat it like you know it's your professional website and you're the ceo uh, so yeah you should you should look like um that person that shows up to work every day uh, wherever whatever whatever it may be that you do it should be reflective uh, in the wardrobe of what you're wearing for sure absolutely
it kind of goes hand in hand with that, the common advice to where, you know, when you show up to an interview, you should act like you're wearing, you know, the clothes that you, you would wear on the job. So it's, it kind of goes along the same thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's important. I always tell people to bring a few things. Um, and then when they get here, we look at it and we always shoot a couple of them to see what works best. And uh, people are most comfortable in, in what they work in as well, because that's a, a big part of who they are. Perfect. You know, I don't want to get too technical here, but maybe. Uh, but I want to hear a little bit about the uh, post-production editing process. I really think because, you know, everything that you do is, is incredibly fascinating, and it's a skill that I have no idea um, about. So um, could you talk to me about what you do after all that studio yeah. time is over. Yeah, so after, after I shoot, you know, it's usually about 200 pictures. I will send a zipped file uh, to the client that day for them to look at, you know, and to pick. And I always tell them, you know what? Show other people besides yourself. You know, get, your, get opinions from other people because the same way that I have, might have a better opinion about what they should use because I don't know them, it's hard right. to look at a picture of yourself over and over. And I say, send it to your, let your wife or, your, or a trusted friend, you know, narrow it down to 20 or so and say, which one do you think best represents, you know, me and makes me look my best. Um, so then anyway, they'll do that. And then they'll pick their favorite too. Hold on, I'm gonna go to a different screen real quick for you guys. Sure. Um, where is it? There we go. I show people this also when they show up to my shoot, I, I have some before and afters. Um, after I shoot, you get the pictures, you go through all of them, you pick your two favorites. Now your two favorites I send to my retoucher who cleans them up a little bit because, you know, I hate to say it, but every picture you see in a magazine has a little bit of retouching. I'm not a fan of a lot of retouching because I think it's kind of become you know, it's kind of like the genie's out of the bottle and it's kind of, kind of crazy with, you know, expectations uh, for women especially of how, how they should look. Um, but I do have a little bit of retouching done on your two favorites. And you can see my, my retoucher uh, will go in and soften like under the eyes. Everybody gets a little bit under their eyes. You can see the skin. She just kind of, you know, uh, evens out the skin tones a little bit. She'll soften, it, you know, the lines on the neck. Uh, for men, this gentleman was a physician, he was a doctor, uh, I photograph a lot of doctors because I'm close to um, a bunch of hospitals on the east side of Manhattan, but he was very concerned about his acne scars, you know, when he was, when he was a kid, and I said, no problem, that's easy to take out. You can see my retoucher kind of softened that up and softened under his eyes, brightened the whites of his eyes a little bit. So that's the post-production. Um, kind of protocol for what I do is I'll get those two favorites of yours and I'll send them to my retoucher and she'll clean them up a little bit, um, not too much, and uh, then I'll, I'll send those to you to use. Some people don't want any retouching, they just use the original one and that's fine too, but I like to give them the option of just a little bit more sparkle in the eyes. To me that's the most important part is just brightening up the eyes a little bit. That's amazing. Yeah, I was going to say, and, and for those of you who, who can't see, um, you know, here on the, the headshots on the screen, but the eyes are really an amazing focus. That it's something that I didn't even see, but there's just something that really pops out. I think about these people's eyes, and it's it's hard to describe right now here on audio, uh, but it really is incredible. Um, it really is kind of a main focus here. 
So I think that's amazing. And I show everybody this PDF when they come into the studio. We talk about the shoot and say, look, this is what we're going to do. Um, we're going to shoot a bunch of pictures. You're going to pick two. Here's before and afters, just so you have an idea, you know. And uh, then we get down to business. See the teeth get a little bit wider if, if they need it. Um, and, and I love it. Like, I just love sending the pictures when people get them back. I always get an email back of how great they look. And, you know, I, I wish I always looked that great. And I said, well, you do. It's just in a still photograph. It, you know, really slows everything down and makes people focus. Um, and that's why you get a little bit of retouching. But I'm, I'm serious when I say every photograph you see in a magazine or online has been retouched. They really have. Absolutely. So I'm trying to give you guys that same experience, you know, like that little edge that you might need going into an interview or just being on the web and people looking at your profile. Matt, any last words of advice for those who are looking to get their headshot redone? Any last final words here? Well, I would say, you know, just be ready to smile. That's the, the key. You know, you need, I really am a firm, firm believer of your picture should definitely be a smiling picture. Um, you know, I, say, I tell people your cheeks should be sore, you know, when you leave here because you've been smiling. And I'll tell jokes doing a shirt during a shoot, you know, to get them to smile or... Um, you know, some people can do it naturally. They're called actors. You know, they can smile or, or they can have an emotion without any sort of motivation. But I'll, I'll really work with everybody to make sure I get a genuine smile out of them. And I'll even have them make a little bit of noise laughing while they're looking because the little laugh always helps bring out a genuine smile too, even if there's nothing funny. But if you, yeah. if, if you smile and give a little chuckle, it just makes a genuine look whether you want it to or not. But I think that would be it, you know. My, my, my advice would be definitely do it, uh, whether you use me or somebody else. Um, it's definitely, you know, investing in yourself for sure. And don't leave that last little piece of your presence on LinkedIn uh, missing. Absolutely. And just going back to the smile and, and everything with impression, like these are recruiters and hiring decision makers that are looking to bring you on for an interview and who wants to be in an interview with somebody who's me mugging them not me so i think i think this is an incredible first impression um, and i think it's really important to think about these things so you know for, for listeners who are interested in using that service uh, Nat, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you well just go to the website uh, www.nycheadshotspot.com and it's pretty easy and simple website to navigate. There's a scheduler on there, um, you know, if you want to schedule a session and or call me if you want to talk about it. I definitely talk to people if they want to hear about uh, the process and, and what to expect. For those of you listeners who are listening to this on iTunes or SoundCloud, in the description, we're going to have a link directly to Matt's website, um, as well as how they can look at samples of his work. So you all will have that available. So. You know, it's really amazing how many slight tweaks to your personal and professional brand can vastly improve your odds to landing the job that you've always wanted. And this really goes hand in hand with our mindset of investing yourself for the long-term benefits that will come to fruition because of your efforts. Now here at Let's See Grandma, it's also our priority to empower job seekers through our resume writing service. So I just want to empower all of you guys to look at how you are perceived online um, and look at the skill set you have. You know, what, where do you want to go right now? Are you happy at the position you're at right now? Um, 
are there skills that you need to pick up right now? You know, so I always recommend people who are you know looking to transition industries is, is focus on those skills first because you know if you want to transition to a technical position, you know, learn how to code, go out there. There are plenty of classes. So guys, we want to hear your story. Post your thoughts and reactions at the comments here on YouTube and SoundCloud at the conclusion of this podcast because we want to empower job seekers by serving as a forum for people to share their experiences and useful tips as they came across, or even pitfalls to better educate one another. So, you know, Nat, finally, I just want to say thanks for coming on board this podcast. I think you were incredible. Um, you definitely brought some amazing insights that um, is a world that I know nothing about. Um, so I think that's incredible. So thanks once again, and appreciate your time. You're welcome. My pleasure. All right, guys, once again, check out the description down below, and that's a wrap.